0: Hey everybody, welcome to Season 2 of True Crime IRL, True Crime in Real Life. This is a new limited series called The Manchester Mysteries. You'll still be getting real-life stories of crime and unsolved cases, but all wrapped up in a very different package. This season, I'm concentrating on the captivating stories that have come out of one particular small Midwestern town called manchester manchester is both weird and wonderful with a full cast of interesting characters who have some unique stories to tell i'll be presenting you with tales of murder mayhem and crimes of passion and i'll be bringing you everything from missing persons cases to questionable suicides And even a homicide that went unsolved for 40 years. There'll be an element of local folklore to some of our tales, but also a healthy dose of science, DNA technology, forensics, history, government, law, and so much more. And yes, it's all out of one little community in small town America. If you think you had our country's heartland all figured out, well, guess again because I'll be bringing you stories this season. That would make Ted Bundy blush. Season 2 of True Crime IRL, The Manchester Mysteries, debuts January 14th, 2022 and is available everywhere you get your podcasts. Until then, lock your doors, people. Even if, or especially if, you live in Manchester. Bye bye Welcome to True Crime IRL, true crime in real life. I'm your host, Kelly Barron's Brink. Hey everyone, it's Kelly from True Crime IRL, and we are wrapping up season two, The Manchester Mysteries. But before we do that, I wanted to share with you this awesome, interesting interview I did with Sheriff Deputy Travis Hemsath. Deputy Hemsath was the lead investigator on the Corn Rake murder case, and you've probably heard about that. It was a very high profile case a lot of big podcasters have done episodes on it. Bailey Syrian did an episode of her show on this case. Joseph Scott Morgan did an episode recently of Body Bags on this case, and there have been a ton of other people who have talked about the case. But I was super lucky to live in the same town as Travis Hemsath, and I got to interview him all about the case from the very moment that he went on duty the day that Amy Mullis was murdered. So. I hope you guys really enjoy this interview. There is one more episode of True Crime IRL season two after this one, and that's going to be it. And then we're going to take a little break before season three. So hang tight, enjoy, and I will see you guys soon. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. What are you doing on Saturday, April 16th? Nothing? Something? Cancel your plans and come hang out with Captain from True Crime Garage, Bob Ruff from Truth and Justice, and me, Kelly, from True Crime IRL. That's right, Saturday, April 16th, doors open at 7 p.m., show is at 7.30. We're going to be live at the Wealthy Theater in Grand Rapids, Michigan. You're not going to want to miss this unique and one-of-a-kind event. We always have a phenomenal time at these live shows and we're going to be doing a meet and greet afterwards. You're really not going to want to miss it. So again, that's Saturday, April 16th in Grand Rapids, Michigan at the Wealthy Theater. You can buy tickets at CaptainFatHands.com events, or you can go to True Crime IRL for more info as well. But again, buy tickets at CaptainFatHands.com events. Until next time, lock your doors, people. Bye-bye.
1: Yeah, so my name is Travis Hemsath. I'm a investigator with the Delaware County Sheriff's Office. Um, I've been in law enforcement for roughly a little over 15 years, currently in Delaware County. I obtained my degree, and I was actually, uh, I started off as a deputy sheriff with the De- uh, Howard County Sheriff's Office for about three and a half years, and then I was hired with the Delaware County Sheriff's Office, and I've been here since. So.
0: So you're not originally from Manchester?
1: No, I'm originally from the Cresco area.
0: What was your title on the Mullis case, like lead investigator? What?
1: Yep, it'd be yeah, the lead lead investigator for the, for the case. We obviously we were assisted by the the DCI uh, couple agents there as well.
0: Take me back to that fall. Obviously, as a sheriff, you're aware when nine one one calls come in and stuff like that. What was your role, like early on in this case? Because it was everyone was saying it was an accident, so.
1: Right. Yeah. The incident actually occurred. I and don't, I'm not specific in my times here. I'd have to revert back to my reports, but I believe the call came in around noon. Um, I actually didn't come on my shift until about five that night. Um, so that's, that is when I started in, in the evening and I actually, uh, I revisited the scene. Uh, that was my first step, I guess. And then we went from there as far as, um, investigating the scene and then of the autopsy. And then I actually issued more, uh, more search warrants after that. I believe I executed about, it was either 19 or 20 search warrants on the case. Yeah.
0: It was called an an accident at first. Todd called, you know, he right. called 911 and um, said she had a tragic farming accident. So was it, right away that you guys were kind of thinking it needed a little more investigation or when when a death like this happens is it a routine thing to just really dive in and and look at all the options and stuff
1: well it was pretty evident uh, to begin with Uh, obviously the the body was at the local hospital so that's when uh, the local uh, physician had noticed the the injuries i guess were weren't consistent with a fall um, it was later at the autopsy, I believe the next day, uh, I had went down to Ankeny and we performed an autopsy. And that's when we determined the, the injuries that Amy had sustained. And it wasn't consistent with the story that was being told. Right. Um, and that's, that's how we, there was obviously we, we observed six, six injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the, according to the medical examiner, um, Amy was struck, uh, with the corn rake. Uh, up to three times because of the different angles that uh yeah how, how the time's yeah. penetrated yeah yeah
0: yeah that's pretty telling i think um i don't think i th- it would be pretty crazy to fall on the corn rake like i said in my podcast episode three times like
1: yeah i, listen- oh, I mean i
0: fell on the corn rake oh wait let me get up oh i'm gonna fall on the corn rake again like right. i don't know <laughs> yeah,
1: i mean you hit the nail on the head there i mean you're not going to you're not going to fall on a corn rake yeah remove it from your body
0: right well because it was in her back too she would have to pull it from like behind Correct. out of her back Correct. fall on it again
1: and i'm not sure if the uh, the medical examiner touched on it and i don't want to get it, it too in depth with it but um i mean we're talking several several inches of penetration on on each uh each injury yeah um to so for someone to say to fall on it, remove it several inches from your body and then fall on it again and it goes in, in even further and then fall on it again and it goes in even further, ultimately causing enough injury for death, um, that's...
0: Yeah. That There you I, go. I don't
1: know how anybody would believe that. Let's right. Let's put it
0: that way. So it was apparent that it was a homicide right off the bat. And in my line of work, it's always the husband that did it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. and That's like... Um, who you look at the people closest or closest to the victim um it's usually i mean it's very rarely some random person who just decided to come onto the property and kill someone you know it's usually like family friend lover boyfriend husband whatever so there's always
1: a motive that's that's as investigations i mean you're always looking for a motive yeah um Let's put it that way. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that's that's where you would that's where you would start. Yeah, in most yep. cases. Yeah, you know, every case is different. Every case is unique. I mean, you can't sit back and say that it's it's always one way or the other. I mean, it's always every case is different. Yeah, let's put it that way. Yeah, so that's, yes, so, and that's why you have to dig in and you have to find obviously evidence. Yeah. You know, and build your case based yep. on the facts.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it was apparent that it was a homicide and you guys, or you like started to dive into that. You started requesting search warrants. Would that be the first thing that you do in a case like this?
1: Well, um, there's really not a first thing. It's just, uh, you dive in and, uh, you basically do it all at once. I mean, you know, you're, you're, you're doing interviews. Interviews are going to be your first. And then, um, you know, you're going to be doing search warrants, um, then you're going to be basically reaching out a little further, basically wherever it takes you. I mean, you can you can do an interview, and if that takes you somewhere else, you're going to go do that interview. If that interview re- results into a search warrant, then you would issue search warrants. You'd go search. You'd preserve evidence, submit evidence to the lab. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot of work, um, you know, and that's, that's why we, uh, you know, there's multiple uh, deputies, agents uh, working on a case, generally speaking.
0: If it's not just like, Traffic stops or going to this 911 call. It's a lot of investigating and stuff, too. A lot of behind the scenes work.
1: Yeah. I mean, it all depends on your department. Um, you know, for our department, uh, we have investigators, uh, one including myself. Even your patrol deputies are going to be doing in mm-hmm. certain investigations. Yeah. Uh, larger investigations, generally speaking, your investigators uh, take the lead role on that. And, uh, if they need assistance, they ask for assistance, you know, and and usually it's it's all about teamwork. You know, all the all the guys, no matter title or no title, everyone's going to dig in and do what they need to do uh, to have a, the end result at the end of the day.
0: OK, so your first interviews were probably, I'm guessing, with Todd Mullis and maybe Tristan, the son, since they were the ones who found Amy's body in the barn.
1: Right, right.
0: I've heard a lot about Todd's demeanor and and how it was odd. (laughs) I've heard a lot of just, I've talked to a lot of people in the community and he was a little bit of an odd duck anyway, maybe a little bit cold. What can you say about your first interview with Todd after, after finding Amy's body and everything? What, did it, something seem off to you in your gut?
1: Well, I actually didn't perform the first interview. We reached out to DCI and we had uh, Agent John Turbet uh, actually perform the first interview with. Todd. Okay.
0: he's pretty well known. He's John, yeah, yeah great guy. Yeah, yep. yep, yep,
1: excellent. the The whole crew is excellent to work with. Yeah, he actually did the 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 interview with with Todd. Um, as far as demeanor goes. Um, Like you said, in your podcast, everybody acts, reacts differently, you know, as as far as making your own judgment, that's something for, you know, the jury to watch the interview and to make their own determination as far as what they believe. Do I believe there was things in the interview that threw red flags? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. There was. You don't need a confession. Let's just put it that way. You don't need a confession in an interview. All you need is admissions, admissions of guilt and provable lies. That's huge. So you don't need someone to come out and say, yes, I did it. Mm -hmm. All you need is admissions. And a big thing is, like I said before, provable lies. Yeah. I think that's huge because provable lies is deception.
0: Yeah. And it shows a pattern of deception.
1: Absolutely.
0: Why are they lying about this? What, you know? Yeah. Right. So one of the search warrants you obtained was for the electronics in the house. Right. Right. That was a big one. You talked a lot about this in the trial. You confiscated laptops, iPads, cell phones, all of that stuff. And whose job was it to go into that and get all the – retrieve all that information?
1: My job. So you must be (laughs) pretty
0: technologically savvy.
1: I don't know if I – go to that extent um i try my hardest yeah you Um, did great there's a a lot of things i don't know um but when i don't know i generally reach out to somebody that does know and i find the right answers yeah but yes there there was a there was a search warrant uh that was executed at the residence we revisited the crime scene you would say or the or the residence itself and yes we we seized all the electronics whether it be laptops cell phones ipads um and DVR system for the, the the there was actually a camera system set up at the residence on the hog buildings. We'll so. talk
0: about that in a little bit.
1: <laughs> but yeah, no, we we ended up seizing all that stuff, and then I I executed warrants um to search all that mm-hmm. all that uh, material.
0: And one of the things you brought from the home was Todd Mullis's iPad, and on that iPad you found like seven hundred pages of searches, and a lot of those were, I would say. Very incriminating. And in my opinion, just my opinion, those searches that you retrieved um, make the case. I I think like, I don't know about how trials work exactly or sure. what's, but those internet searches, right. I was like, he did it. <laughs> so talk about that, like the process of retrieving those 700 pages. And when you started, what was that like moment when you first saw the the first search that said something like, killing cheating women, were you like, did a light bulb go off in your head? Were you like, yep, <laughs> this is it? <laughs> were you excited? I mean, as an investigator, were you like, ding, ding, ding?
1: Well, obviously, you know, I yeah, we we can see the electronics and then you also have to have probable cause to go within the device to retrieve the information. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we we executed a warrant. I went into the the original iPad. Obviously, uh, upon seizure of the iPad, you know, Todd had verbalized to me that, it was his iPad, and in fact, it was actually in his tractor. Oh, okay. and um, it, tractor one one of the farm equipment, I mm-hmm. guess, at the other farm. So they actually went and got uh, retrieve that item for me, and I seized it. And it actually had a passcode on it, and uh, I had just asked Todd uh, politely if I could get the passcode for it, um, because you know I obviously he's not wanting to hide anything. Mm-hmm. he's yeah States, wants to be
0: cooperative right yeah. right
1: you know and uh, his attorney was actually present uh during the search warrant and uh he didn't want to give me the passcode at, at first you know he refused to give it to I me until that. he consulted with his attorney and then yeah. obviously they ended up giving me the passcode but actually within that device um and i think i spoke a little bit about this at trial i don't remember what my testimony was
0: yeah to yeah full extent we're not holding you to <laughs> but, be verbatim but yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> you know so and obviously everybody that's a Familiar with Google, you can you can click on it and it shows your past. Let's just say five to ten last searches. You know there was a search in there, and I believe it said uh, organs of the body. Yes. Um, you know, so that was pretty evident there. That's a weird search. Yeah,
0: where are vital organs in the body located? Right. Something like that. Right. Yeah.
1: So we ended up we ended up using an ident- an identifier uh, through for his, his Gmail to obtain his His Google searches, oh, okay. let's say, yeah, okay. his past history, Google searches.
0: Did you have to like contact Google for that, or
1: yes, that's a separate search warrant.
0: Okay, right. Oh, you had to file a search warrant for that too to talk to Google through or?
1: Google okay. because the the search engine. And I believe I'm right. I could be wrong. Yeah, so no, I don't yeah, get you're fine. <laughs> I don't I <wanna laughs> get hammered on this? But so the device, I believe, only saves a certain amount of search history. OK. Um. So Google actually, they may or may not maintain extended amount of Google, uh, Google searches. Right. Sometimes you get it. Sometimes you don't. Yeah. That's just the way it goes. Yeah. They don't maintain it for law enforcement purposes. So we ended up I ended up, I ended up submitting a, a warrant through uh, Google and we obtained uh, search history for X amount of time. Um, I can't tell you the exact number of pages we got back but then we started going through them pages and seeing uh, the search history i think we got about a year's worth
0: yes yep
1: and uh yeah there was some there was some uh pretty wild searches in there let's just put it that way so
0: yeah yes and i talked about that in my podcast episode i did on that too in my opinion as a lay person i'm like there is no way he didn't do this <laughs> after seeing what he searched for but
1: right well I'm, I'm just going to go out of limb here and I don't hope I don't get Yeah. <laughs> any backlash from this. Yeah. But you can as an observer and I'm sure everybody observed and I hope everybody that took interest in this trial actually sat down and watched the trial from day 1 to the last minute and I hope they actually took notes and and followed it extreme, not just the highlights from other news networks or anything like that. But actually took notes because you can see during his, he actually testified. Mm
0: -hmm. Which is rare for uh, an accused murderer to take the stand.
1: But you can see within his testimony, his attorneys that actually asked him, did you make this search? Yes, I did. Did you make this search? Yes, I did. Oh, what was this search about? Oh, it was about this. So he was agreeing to all these searches. But did anybody take note of which ones he didn't say that he searched? Okay, yeah. It was the most uh, damning ones, how to kill your cheating spouse. They never mentioned that one. So he agrees to 98% of the searches. Right. But then five, he never mentions. So then, you know, an argument is, well, he never made them searches. Well, he agreed to 98%, but you leave out the five most important ones. (laughs) So, I mean, seriously, common sense, what, what does that tell you?
0: But the prosecutor talked about sure. those that yes, they left the pro- out.
1: No, well, or, no. no, the defense did. The defense okay. had asked him, uh, I believe, don't quote me on this, mm-hmm. but the defense had asked him about certain searches. Okay. Did you make this search? Right, yes. right, right. Did you make this search about, I yeah. think it was bodies uh, yeah. bodies floating, floating, like buoyancy. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. And uh, somewhere along some of them were like firearm accidents within a home. He had okay. related that to like uh, Hunter's safety yeah so there was an excuse for every single one, but there was no excuses for the five uh how to kill your cheating spouse. and
0: I can't think of any possible excuse he could have made for that. He would have thought of something, but right, but they, <laughs> they never
1: they never went there, yeah, but no. so it, and I know there's a lot of argument, and I've heard it from some people that that uh, well, he didn't make them searches. Well, them individuals they never actually sat down and r- read the the search history because you can see so todd had a a gleaner combine and i mentioned this in in trial yes yeah he was very passionate about hunting he was very passionate about farming uh and and that that type of uh, activities Mm -hmm. right so during the search history you would see uh searches about gleaner combines and then shortly thereafter there's a search about
0: Exactly, and I'm not
1: sure exactly what searches I have to look. Like
0: killing, cheating women, or something like to that. Yes, exactly. Effect. To like that something effect. incriminating, right? Yeah. So it was
1: within a time frame.
0: Yes, yeah, that's what I said. Like in right. my you, podcast, You said that episode. in your podcast. Yeah, so you,
1: you caught on, you caught it, but I, yes. I think a lot of people, yeah, like haven't caught that.
0: Right, I think a lot of people haven't too, because yeah, anybody could make those searches, but you have to look at the window, the whole window, like someone searching for. Like something about combine insurance or, you know, like something random like farm insurance or something, which would be taught. And then a minute later, like searching for something about killing your wife or something and then back to farming and then back. So it's the pattern there. Yeah. Yeah. So, yep. yep.
1: And, you know, we actually had a couple... Uh, we've actually we actually had a couple jury members tell us that that's all they needed to see, so mm-hmm. they caught on to it mm-hmm. you know there's there's a certain age group that that's going to see that and then that's all they need to see right uh, which ultimately it's up to the jury. it's not up to me i mean uh, it's my opinion does not matter here You just
0: collect the information, do the investigation right. and present it and, and we, and we yep.
1: present it, and then you know where it goes from there that's that's the result of it you I mean we have no influence whatsoever on it.
0: Yeah, I want to ask your opinion on so many things, sure you but do. you're <laughs> right. I mean, <laughs> so he's been convicted, so we can say we can label him as a murderer. Like that's a fact.
1: Yes, he was convicted. Yes. Yeah.
0: So, do you know where that's at with like an appeal process or anything right now? Or I,
1: I do not. I I actually I don't follow it. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure he has an option to appeal. I'm yeah. sure that's underway. Um,
0: Okay, back to the day that the murder occurred. You weren't on duty when, right when it happened. But was her cause of death? I don't remember blood loss or something like that, or just internal trauma. Do you know anything about that?
1: I know uh, the yeah, the certain vital organs that that yeah. the, the, the the fork tines did strike. Obviously, it was fatal. Yes, yes, yes unfortunately.
0: Yes. So the crime scene. Was being investigated by, do you guys do that? Or is there a special person who does that, crime scene investigator or something?
1: We actually, I actually did that that night. Uh, I went out, photographed, examined the scene, um, looked for evidence, I guess you'd say. And um, so I, I did it that night. And then we, when we went back, um, I don't know if it was a day later, a couple days later, uh, and actually a search warrant, we actually uh, re-examined it in daylight. Okay. Daylight. So,
0: now an injury like that, some people would think that maybe Todd would have been covered in blood or something like that. No, but I don't think when a fork goes in, it wouldn't. There would be no like spatter. No, or would there?
1: No. Amy was wearing a, a t-shirt, a sweatshirt, and a Carhartt coat. Okay, so I mean, wow. Any any blood loss from there is getting soaked up by the the shirt, the sweatshirt. And a Carhartt coat, and I don't know if anybody really knows how, let's say, tough a Carhartt coat oh, is. Oh, it's incredibly right? tough. Okay. But the
0: tines of the forks went through the Carhartt coat and everything, Absolutely all did. those layers. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Yeah. That must have been a sharp corn rake, or are they just? I mean, or like it was just so much force. There's like, a lot of force, in yeah. my
1: opinion, and and I shouldn't, I'm not going to be opinionated on this but common sense would tell you yes there's a lot yeah. of force behind that yeah uh, to go through a car heart coat to go through a sweatshirt and a, and a t-shirt and and to impale multiple inches into a body there is a lot of force behind that
0: yeah i mean i probably couldn't inflict that level of force it would have to be someone stronger i would think definitely not a 13 year old This is where we use
1: common <laughs> sense
0: yeah <laughs> I agree I didn't know mm-hmm. that, that she was wearing all that stuff yep. I, I didn't know much I didn't know much about the actual scene or anything so right,
1: right. wow yep right and you and you gotta th- you got to think about it too though every every entry so the the medical examiner had said up I believe she said up to three mm-hmm. that's what it was up kind to of, three that between was, two and three yeah that was kind of our conclusion because every injury was at a different angle mm-hmm. so there's no way you can take four times it make them go six different angles. Like, it's not possible. So, it had to be up to three, two to three times, right? Mm -hmm. So, every strike went through all them layers in different spots. Yeah. So.
0: Not only did she have injuries from the corn rake, but she had abrasions on her face, her hands, her knees. So, it really looked like there had been a struggle involved.
1: It was either a struggle or an all-out assault. Mm -hmm. Because there was a... Contusion, I believe that's how the medical examiner has said, underneath her, uh, under the jaw to, you know, like an upward strike, you would say. Yeah. So it
0: was not just um, taken from behind with the corn rake and like surprise. There was definitely something going on in there. So I'm trying to think, like, how long would that take? When an, an assault, an altercation like that, hit with the corn rake. The window of time that Tristan was talking about, at first he said he was never gone at all, and then he changed his testimony later in the trial, kind of was like, well, there was a window of time that my dad was unaccounted for.
1: And what's that called?
0: A lie? <laughs> what? Um, what is that called?
1: What, what? He was being deceptive, right?
0: Yes. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so I we're think- to, So
1: we're supposed to believe the second version, right?
0: Right. No. I mean, the second version may not be true either. <laughs> we don't know.
1: There's obvious time in between. Yeah. So nobody can actually pin down the exact right. minute.
0: Yeah. The only thing we do know is that Amy was on her laptop. She sent an email to no, her. No. It was her phone. Her phone. Her okay. Phone. She sent an email or a message to her lover, Jerry Frazier. Right. And then and then we know that happened. I don't know. I say it, was it in around,
1: like, It was around 10 a.m.
0: Yeah, and then we know when Todd called nine one one.
1: Which is around noon.
0: Yeah. So we know
1: You got a yeah, window of time. roughly about a two hour window.
0: Yeah. Yikes. Let's talk about the nine one one call. Sure. <laughs> Opinions aside, with your own ears, (laughs) did you hear what the prosecutor was saying and then what I said in my podcast episode, something about, look what you did, you cheating whore or you fucking whore or whatever. Did you hear that or do you think we were reading into it too much?
1: You know, I don't want anyone to base their decision, let's say, on that. Mm -hmm. You hear what you hear. Yeah, I can't tell anybody what to hear, what not to hear, what it says, what it doesn't say. Mm-hmm. Um, exclude that fact. Mm-hmm. Go back to the other facts. Don't yes. get hung up on the last fact. Right,
0: right, right, right.
1: I mean, it, it's just a, it's just another, uh,
0: it's just another possible thing that could implicate him, or like, right, yeah, right. But if, look- you, if
1: you, even if you exclude that,
0: mm-hmm. there's so much other there, stuff.
1: There is. There, there's so much. There's so much other uh, great evidence you know, that, Mm -hmm. and obviously the jury got it right, you know, so.
0: Yeah, I agree. Did you talk to Amy's friends? Did you interview Amy's friends and in the course of this um, investigation?
1: Most of them, um, I think friends and community members as well. Um, Mm -hmm. I performed about 49 interviews. Oh, geez. Wow. I think John, well, I know John had performed. From
0: the DCI? Yeah, John Turbitt. Yeah, okay.
1: I'm not sure how many he did. Yeah. 25 or 30, so.
0: But you did talk to Amy's friends, and and that came into the trial as well. Yes. Like, what they knew about their relationship. yep. And that's all pertinent information, isn't it? And a trial like this, the friends always said that he was scary and controlling maybe a little abusive and they testified that amy told them if she ever ends up dead it'll be because of him stuff like that that stuff is more than just gossip you know there is a place for that to come into the trial and and it did
1: absolutely yeah. i mean it's even confirmed i mean it's not like anybody just made this up We, I, i've confirmed it through text messages with friends yeah you know that's that's some of the search warrants we did with you know for amy's text messages You know, so I mean, it's confirmed. It's not, it's not a joke. It's not a lie.
0: She was in fear for her life, I think, to some extent. There was
1: definitely some concerns there, I would, I would say. Yeah.
0: Nobody ever really thinks that that's going to happen. I'm sure she didn't ever in her wildest dreams think that he would follow through with that, but. Right. Yeah, he did. So. Back to the crime scene. I'm kind of jumping all over the place here, but okay. Did you guys ever take the corn rake and like test it for his DNA or fingerprints or anything like that? I don't know if that's a thing that you can do.
1: No, I know. I know that got brought up. Uh, I don't know if it got brought up in trial, but I hear people talk about it. But what, yeah. you, what you have to know is uh, you're not. You're never going to get a fingerprint off that rake.
0: Because it was like porous old wood. Yeah, there's a
1: different texture. There, there's no way you're going to get latent prints off of that. It's not going to happen. And uh, if obviously you are defendant, why would you pull DNA? It's his corn rake. That's true. Then some people say, well,
0: what if it was some somebody else person? Yeah.
1: We're not there. There's, there's, no, there's nothing, there's no evidence to lead to anybody else. Uh, there's just not. There, there, let's just put it there, there's an argument for everything. I mean, no matter what you do in life, there's going to be an argument.
0: Now, um, if there had been another person on that property, maybe we would have seen it because there were cameras. But oops, those cameras had mysteriously been disabled the day of the murder. Am I right?
1: The one camera was. Okay. uh, The one that actually faces the red shed where Amy was allegedly found. Right. With the rake in her her back.
0: What a weird coincidence that was. (laughs)
1: Yeah, it was it was, it was strange. Uh, yeah, we we seized the DVR and went through it, and we had we had video beforehand. I I forget the dates. I think I had mentioned them right. in trial, but uh, yeah, we had video on that camera up to a certain point, and then uh, through the time of the incident, we had no video, and then the video resumed soon thereafter. Mm-hmm. Um, was it suspicious? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's definitely that's, that's strange, suspicious you know? and
0: weird. And I don't think there is really any such thing as a coincidence. So. He said it was the cats yeah, that the, did Yeah, the
1: cats <laughs> knocked off whatever. And, I mean, these cats are something else. I know, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, right? I mean, that could have been a total game changer. Oh, absolutely. If the cameras had been going, but I think Todd was smart enough to disable Well, I those. think he made
1: reference he had went back to the cameras. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is before we seized the unit. He had went back to the cameras to look at them to see if he could, you know, figure out the truth, I guess. I think that's what he said. I, I'm not quite sure, but... um, you know he did go he did go back and reference the camera system mm-hmm. whether he deleted the the video i mean that's up to that's up to you to decide mm-hmm. you know we had video before we had video after
0: i think he disabled the video and then
1: i mean anything's possible i mean you hear them questions all the time is yeah. it possible sure anything's possible <laughs>
0: anything's possible Yeah,
1: i mean but you got to use you, you got to use your head you got you got to use common sense and is this believable you know
0: was this your first homicide case that you've worked on or have you worked on others
1: yeah, this would have been my first one. I, I've assisted in a, in another. I mean, we've done death investigations, obviously. Yeah. But yeah,
0: yeah, this was a big one.
1: Yeah, this was one of the bigger ones. Let's let's put it that way.
0: I think you came across really great in the trial. Very professional, calm, cool, and collected. You sounded good, and I think your investigation was very thorough. So, thumbs up on that. <laughs> well, let's
1: let's put it this way: we we turned over every stone. Yeah. Um. You know, there's if somebody was to ask me today, is there anything else you could have done? No, there's not
0: Mm-mm.
1: absolutely nothing in my opinion. Um, we, we did everything. That's why it took so long. I mean, I know there was community members that were nervous and, but you know, we have to do it right. We have to get it all done mm-hmm. and we're not going to jump the gun. We want to get it right. And we got it, we got it right. We presented it. And, um, obviously it was a trial and the jury found him guilty. So, I mean, uh, yeah, it's a, it was a long road. We had a lot of great, uh, a lot of great people working on the case and it, uh, Turned out really nice. Yeah. So,
0: was it a really stressful time in your life?
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, it is. I mean, nobody, I mean, I didn't even know. Mm -hmm. You know, there's so much pressure on your shoulders because, you know, if you don't solve this, oh my
0: gosh, then, then you You get backlash too for that. There's, oh, you absolutely do. I mean, you,
1: you, let's just put it this way you never win in this career. You know, um, but, you know, for Amy's family and friends, I'm just glad we we did solve this case. Mm-hmm. We had a conclusion to it. Uh, so there's closure. Um, because if if there's not closure, there's always going to be questions. Yeah. And I'm sure people still have questions, but there's there's certain things you, you're just you're not going to know. Right. People are going to speculate and you're never going to know the true answers. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's extreme pressure for these types of cases. You know, and I know there's other investigators out there that work these all the time, Mm -hmm. you know, which, you know, I, I don't ever want to. Let's put it that way. I mean, you know, but guys put a lot of time into this stuff and it's, it's well worth it in the end.
0: Well, I'm glad we live in a community where it doesn't happen often, but it does happen. There have been some crazy things that have happened since I moved here. (laughs) It it
1: does. And I, I don't. I don't want to put a spotlight on Delaware County. I mean, this is a great community. It is, we really. A, we have great people, great schools. It, but it happens everywhere. It does. You know, it's just like drugs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't sit back and say, well, this town's just drug infested. I mean, every every community has it.
0: Is yeah. this town drug infested?
1: <laughs> we won't get into that. <laughs> no, no, no. We do, you know, let's put it this way. We do a very good job, uh, whether the public sees it or not. We, we do a very good job with keeping up on on burglary, thefts, and, and drug work. And we will always try to do that.
0: Have you had personally, like, backlash? um Have you had people who are like, "Todd's not guilty, suck it, hemseth? <laughs> like, I don't know, not that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know what not- I mean. Like, have you had people who?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Disagree I with you, or I have, I have. You know, and honestly, what I would say to them is, um there's no way you can be upset with me. Yeah. Whether whether you want to be or not, and if you want to be, that's fine. It, it yeah, that's fine. Just. When people call, we have to come. Mm-hmm. We investigate it. Yeah. I didn't convict him. The jury did. I didn't even present the case. The prosecution did. So whatever they determined is what they determined. It had no effect on me. I went out. I gathered the information. They presented it. And your your jury convicted. So, I mean, I do what I got to do and I pass it on. Yep. And that that's it. I mean, I'm sure, you know, I have had people. I've had. I've had messages and... and That's and what Edward. I was wondering. Sure. Yeah. Even I, I've had messages yeah. and I
0: don't. I'm not a... Which I don't sucker.
1: care. I don't read them. Um, all I would say is rewatch the case. Sit down with a pen and paper. Don't miss a second of it. Write, take notes, and then go back and ask yourself, did he do it? You're going to see a lot of stuff in there as far as the context. hmm Certain age of people have better vocabulary than younger people, and would that type of context be worded that way? I mean, you really have to look at it. I mean, I've heard different versions, sure, you know, but... Yeah. I think if you sat down and you made notes, you're you're going to realize you you, uh, you have missed some things. Because a lot of people just look at the highlights. Oh, yeah. Definitely. They'll look at the highlights. Like, yeah. Yeah. Then that's what they'll refer to. Yeah, you know, they'll be, people say, you know, I've heard different things of, you know, Jerry Fraser did it. Well, there's no way. We GPS his location. We he had alibis. I mean, there was no way. There was, you know, we ruled him out right away. You know, so and I won't get into the other stuff, but <laughs> yeah, I, I want to stay as, as neutral as possible, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah it's yeah. it it turned out it turned out.
0: Yep, like you said, the jury convicted him. He's in prison right now.
1: Yep. Yep. (laughs) What do you want to know?
0: My little tagline at the end of all my podcasts is lock your doors, people. Is that good advice? No matter what community you live in? Because a lot of people say, you know, it's the kind of town you don't have to lock your doors at night. Apologies.
1: jeez. You're making it too easy.
0: I don't think there's any kind of town where you shouldn't lock your doors at night, right?
1: I think you should lock your doors. Yeah. Yep.
0: A lot of people, a lot of crimes happen just because someone didn't lock their doors and they just walk right in.
1: Well, think of it this way. They're easier to solve when your doors are locked. Mm -hmm. There's more trace evidence left behind. That's
0: true. (laughs) Okay. Do you ever give polygraph tests to people?
1: We do, but I do not administer them.
0: Is there someone here that does?
1: Not here. Lynn County or other agencies would, would supply that person.
0: Have you ever taken one?
1: Polygraph? Yeah. No, I haven't. I haven't. Have
0: no. you ever like had someone take one? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Do you find them reliable? They're not admissible in court, are Correct. they? No. Yeah. No.
1: Um. Well, no, it depends. <laughs> <laughs> Again, you know. Uh, Did Todd Mullis take one? No. No. No, he didn't.
0: I would never take one because I think I it would just I would just <laughs> look your, guilty. That's <laughs> your right. That's
1: your right. <laughs>
0: Oh, I want to do one, though, like just this one just yeah. to see, like, I think they'd ask me my name and it would come off as like <laughs> lying because I'd be the, so the needle, nervous. The needle
1: would go off the chart. Yeah, it
0: would. So tell me about all this stuff you're wearing. Body cam? Yeah? Is yep. that what that is? Yep. And is it on right now? No.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: and then you've got Kevlar. Yeah, and we got
1: our vest on. That's uh, a, a lot, a lot, lot of, of
0: weight you carry around.
1: Yeah, the gun belt's about 22 pounds.
0: Jeez, that's crazy. But a
1: lot of the guys wear exterior vests now. Oh, you know, okay. So I just by choice. I, I'm yeah. in uniform
0: now. But Is it uncomfortable?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah? You know every pound you gain. Let's put it oh, that way. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> you guys-
0: I have my permit to carry. Oh, do you? Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, I don't carry, but <laughs> <I> <laughs> well, have hey, my it's permit. a good thing to have. <laughs> yeah, it is. Well, thank you so much yeah. for talking to me about this case today yeah, and no just problem. like local stuff. I'm so interested in so many things going on in our community. Sure. And this case, the Mullis case, was very fascinating to me. And I think you did a great job on it. So, thank you. I really appreciate. I know you get a lot of um, requests for like media comments and things like that and yeah I'm, I'm glad that you let me interview you <laughs> sure <no laughs> thank problem. you so much travis yes thank
1: for having me yeah
0: what do you think you guys about this episode with travis hemsath lead detective on the corn rake murder case I enjoyed talking to him so much. I learned things I did not know before about the case, and it was awesome to get his perspective on it. We've got one more episode coming up, and then season two is over. So listen to that next. And until next time, lock your doors, people. Bye bye True Crime IRL is written, produced, and hosted by Kelly Barron's Brink. Please subscribe to True Crime IRL wherever you get your podcasts and consider leaving a five-star review. Go to TrueCrimeIRL.com for more information. Support the show by becoming a Patreon donor. Go to Patreon.com slash True IRL podcast. You can also support the show by leaving a tip in the TCIRL tip jar. Go to TrueCrimeIRL.com and click on the donate button. Or buy merch in the TCIRL merch shop. TrueCrimeIRL.com slash merch. Watch True Crime IRL on YouTube at youtube.com slash TV. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at True Crime IRL, all one word. True Crime IRL theme music is produced by the captain at True Crime Garage.